0: The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now, here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight.
1: Hey, thanks for being here on The Light FM. When I say the word life, what do you think about? Who would have thought that that word, life, would take on so many different meanings in our culture? It is certainly a hot-button issue, and I'm excited to talk about that issue in the Charlotte area today today with Jonathan DeVore. He is with Love Life Charlotte. You can find them at lovelife.org as they fight day in, day out on the ground to help save life. Because if you didn't know, Charlotte, the numbers of abortions in Charlotte have dramatically increased since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Excited to talk about this with you. Welcome to Community Spotlight.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Braxton, for having me today.
1: So tell me kind of where you stand on all this, how your mission fits into the issue and the fight for life, especially there in the Charlotte community.
0: Yeah. So Love Life, the mission statement is essentially Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love and life that will result in into abortion and the orphan crisis. And we believe based on the Bible, based on the word of God, um, that all life is valuable and we believe that it begins at conception we believe that all life has inherent value and purpose and significance and worth and dignity that is worth fighting for and unfortunately since roe v wade became an unjust law in 1973 that over 63 million babies have been killed in the womb and so love life just wants to be a small part in creating really a vehicle for the church to be able to engage in one of the if not the greatest uh, moral issue of our time And that is really abortion and also uh, rallying around moms and helping them to choose life and also entering into the foster crisis to help uh, just give courage to the church to be able to enter into the foster crisis to eliminate uh, the orphan crisis as well.
1: I love it. I love it. So, so important. Tell me about something that folks, when they go to lovelife.org, they'll see almost immediately uh, in kind of how you make this happen and something that's coming up, uh, the 40-week of journey of hope. Correct.
0: Yeah, so the 40-week Journey of Hope, we are currently in over 19 regions across the U.S. Um, Of course, for uh, the the listeners today, we are in Charlotte and also in Greensboro. We're in also Raleigh and Fayetteville as well. Um, But the 40-week Journey of Hope is just a vehicle, and it's a way for the church to be engaged and to be really be exposed to the abortion industry. Many people um, just don't even know where local abortion centers are. Many just are, they pass by them on their, day, on their way to work uh, every single day. And the 40 week journey of hope really begins within the church. It begins with pastors that are willing to say yes to life and willing to partner with this ministry, um, essentially to preach a sanctity of human life sermon on, on a Sunday. Um, Just raising awareness, training and educating the congregation uh, of what the Bible says about life and to get the commitment of the church. And then on Wednesday, collectively, the church will fast and pray. And we're going to fast, press into prayer, pray for moms to choose life, pray for the abortionists, pray for those that are are opposing us and pray for the end of abortion and the orphan crisis. Then on Saturday is the go piece where we are asking the church, based on what took place on Sunday, getting the commitment to come to a prayer walk on Saturday. And that prayer walk actually takes place at the abortion center itself. And we're going to do two things when we're there. We're going to pray and we're going to worship. We have worship leaders uh, that are basically within the church that we designate. Uh, We have pastors boldly speaking about life. What does the Bible say about life? And also the church is finally engaging at the abortion center itself. And there is no shame and condemnation that we are offering any family, any mom, any abortionist, no one else, because apart from Christ, that's who we would be. So we're offering the hope and help uh, of the local church there while we are pressing into prayer and also through worship. And then the connect piece, the final piece of the, the prayer walks really is to like let the journey begin for many people. Many people have never been exposed to this before. Many people feel burdened, they feel completely broken over this issue, knowing that babies are dying within the four walls of that abortion center. And then we just give an opportunity for the church to really go beyond the prayer walk. Maybe that is where their journey begins in the fight for life and the fight for godliness is. And we give uh, you know many multiple ways as well that they can be involved and go further beyond the prayer walk. But that's and we do this uh, for forty consecutive weeks, beginning in February, and then we also have a youth for life in September, and we celebrate life. It's our final prayer walk of the year in November, and uh, we just celebrate all that God has done. But rain or shine, whether it's 110 degrees or negative 10 degrees, we will have prayer walks and we will engage with the church being the light in the darkness, even at abortion centers.
1: Engaging is so, so important. And uh, man, you are on the front lines when you're doing that right outside of an abortion clinic. What kind of impact have you seen happen when you do that? Because I imagine you're going to have some pushback, some maybe some tough conversations and maybe even some change life change that's happened because of it what what kind of experiences you know have you seen when you go to an abortion clinic and do those things
0: absolutely so we have seen uh, we normally we see about a 70% drop in abortions number one which i think is really a fascinating Whoa. number on Wednesdays and Saturdays so, so concentrated days of prayer and fasting and also when the church is present on a Saturday Because what's happened before, when they know, when there's moms that know that there is a prayer walk taking place, when they know that they're showing up and they see basically a sea of blue T-shirts and they hear songs, maybe that they even hear in church, uh, because 54% of those who actually have abortions identify as Christian. So there could be people, even within the church, if you're hearing me now That there's people within your church that may not, they may feel scared, conflicted. They don't know what to do. Maybe they're in an unplanned pregnancy and they would rather run to the abortion center and they show up maybe on a Saturday and they hear a song that is maybe being sung that they remember at church. They hear a pastor boldly speaking about life. They see the church praying, being present across the street. And so many moms have chosen life uh, really over, you know, the last seven plus years of this ministry, even on Saturdays. In fact, one quick story that I'll mention is that about four years ago there was a mom that showed up for an abortion on a saturday she gets out of the car and she heard a song that literally the worship leader was singing the church was there singing a worship song she remembered hearing that song in church she immediately felt convicted and she left without telling anybody she leaves the abortion center she doesn't tell anybody she shows up three years later to the abortion center and she talks to one of our sidewalk outreach members and she just said listen i was here for an abortion 3 years ago and i heard a song that i remember that i was that i would sing in church and she said i couldn't go through with it and she rolls down her back window and she says i want you to meet my 3 year old child the same baby that she was going to kill that day the same baby she was going to take the life of her own child but because the church was present because she heard a song because god was moving in her she chose life for her child and she said Thank you for being here. And now her child is alive because of that.
1: You know, one of the biggest conversation pieces around the issue of life is, okay, let's advocate for life on the front end. But once the child is born, then what? So many of these moms are single or don't have a great uh, job to support a child. Uh, Many, many other issues behind the scenes there. But after They choose life. How do you guys advocate? What do you do to partner with churches, people there in the community of Charlotte, to encourage moms after the child's born?
0: Yes. So we have something called Life Discipleship Mentors. And that's a part of really the Connect piece afterwards is that we're asking— at the church to go beyond the prayer walk because we don't believe that, you know, we don't want just life to be saved from the womb and, then you know, pat them on the back and say, you know, be warm and filled and say, good luck. Um, we actually want to walk alongside these moms and we want to help them. If they want help and need help, we want to be available for them. So we are plugging them in with the local church. Of course, number one, when they're being counseled, we're sharing the gospel with them or ministering to them. And if they choose life, we are immediately finding out where they live. Are they safe? From being trafficked, are they, do they? What are their needs? We are actually on the phone uh, right away, calling churches and calling life discipleship mentors, and we are connecting that mom with the mentors and with the church because our intention is not just to see uh, physical lives saved. We want to see spiritual lives saved. We want to see generational curses broken. We want to see a shift in that and that family's life uh to christ and that's going to also begin with the mentors so the mentors have a at least a one year commitment sometimes it's up to a two-year commitment and then with the partnership with local pregnancy resource centers they are helping these moms through challenging situations and they are meeting their needs they're throwing baby showers for them they are encouraging them in the faith they're walking alongside life with them and it is a commitment so when a mentor signs up they know that there is a commitment to this mom And I'm going to walk alongside life with this mom, life on life, together to raise her up, to train her up, to disciple her up, and then hopefully, Lord willing, that she gets saved and her child is born, and then they are plugged into the church and being a disciple of Jesus.
1: I love it. You can find him at lovelife.org. He's Jonathan DeVore, Love Life Charlotte. Tell me about House of Refuge.
0: Yeah, so House of Refuge is a great initiative that we are raising up, whether— You know, your congregation is, you know, where uh, prayer walks take place or the 40-week journey of hope takes place. A House of Refuge church is very simple. Um, We've simplified the process very much so with the House of Refuge, where if your church is already a pro-life church, if your pastor is already speaking about life, if he's already talking about abortion from the pulpit, the House of Refuge is a way that's going to help broken families in your area that may be driving hours to go to Charlotte. They may be driving hours to go somewhere else. They may even be fleeing states like Tennessee to come to Charlotte. We see it all the time here in Charlotte. We've seen a spike in abortion since Roe v. Wade uh, was overturned. So when they are running away, like we need House of Refuge churches across this nation that are willing to help these moms. So the House of Refuge initiative really helps prevent abortions from happening, number one, in your congregation. Because, again, like I mentioned, people are fleeing the church and going to have abortions because they're scared. They don't know what else to do. It also provides healing for those affected by abortion. So 25% of people have had an abortion in their lifetime. So that means that women and men— People within the church have been affected by abortion, and many have never shared that before. So this also provides the healing, the necessary healing for these people that are affected by abortion. It also protects the unborn and the vulnerable, the most vulnerable in your community, and that is the pre-born, our preborn neighbor. So it is a statement that's read twice a year from the pulpit, from the church, letting the congregation know and also letting the community know, hey, we are a house of refuge church here. We want to be a lighthouse that's set on a hill. We want people to know that this is a place that people can run to and not from. And then with that said, that's where you can see that culture shift. And you have moms, instead of going to the abortion center, they're going to come to the church instead. instead. And that's where they're going to see the life um, transforming power of God in and through them.
1: Wow, 25%. That number is way too high. Uh, it is. You shared a term earlier that I think you should explain. What What's, a, what's sidewalk outreach? Uh, you mentioned that with the 40-week Journey of Hope.
0: Correct. So sidewalk outreach um, are basically trained individuals uh, that, again, are going beyond the prayer walk. They feel called to it. Um, And the sidewalk outreach are basically on the the last line of defense, uh, per se, for our pre-born neighbor, for these babies that are in the womb that are scheduled to die. They are offering the hope and help of the church. So they are not out there shaming and condemning anybody. They are out there offering the hope and help. They're talking about the humanity of the baby that God would never desire for you to take the life of your child. We, God desires life for your child. He has a purpose and a plan for your baby. And then also letting them know that we want to help them. There's the church. We are here for them. Hope is here for them. Help is here for them. And we want to be able to walk alongside life with them. And we have seen so many lives, almost 5,300 plus babies now that we know of. These are just numbers, documented numbers that we know of. And many of them have taken place right on the sidewalk with a sidewalk outreach member engaging, talking to a mom, they feel convicted and they say all the time, because you were out here, I chose life for my child. So that's kind of like the last line of defense. The sidewalk outreach is engaging with them, loving on them, ministering to them sharing the good news of Jesus with them they're convicted of their decision they're convicted of of, of what they're about to do but they also feel encouraged and feel cared for and loved by the church uh, so sidewalk outreach is so vital in this ministry as well and it's a yeah. it's a tough part of our ministry because it is a ministry of rejection especially when you have 70 80 90 moms going in one day and you might only see a baby or two saved there's a lot of rejection. But the fruit that takes place and the lives that are saved and the babies that are born, that these sidewalk outreach now actually gets to see and even hold uh, for these moms, it is really, really life-changing.
1: You know, we've spent a little over 10 minutes talking about this, and it I know we've only scratched the surface of some of the ministry that's happening there in the community of Charlotte and Greensboro, others in Raleigh, Fayetteville. Um Maybe a pastor's listening or a, a church leader right now and would like to uh, learn more about how they can really make an impact in the community of Charlotte there, in the community of Greensboro, um, and can do that by partnering with you guys. Uh, how do they do that? How can they get in touch? And what's that first step look like to make a difference uh, and, and save life there in Charlotte and Greensboro?
0: Absolutely. Uh, number one, I would just quickly say is that abortions have not slowed down at all in fact since roe v wade uh, the number of charlotte or number of babies killed in charlotte was about 150 to 200 right now we are seeing at times 4 to 500 plus every week wow. because people are fleeing from other states to come to charlotte now north carolina has become an abortion destination in the southeast but a way that a pastor or if somebody wants to learn more about our ministry you can look at lovelife.org if you want to send us an email by all means you can do that all you have to do is put charlotte at lovelife.org that's charlotte at lovelife.org, and we will be glad to answer questions, get you connected, schedule some phone calls, a Zoom meeting, uh, whatever it may be, and would love to talk with you further about this ministry and how you might be able to help uh, not just our pre-born neighbor, but these moms and these families that are desperately looking for answers for prayers and looking for hope.
1: Again, that's lovelife.org. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Love Life USA. He's Jonathan Devore the Charlotte city director for love life, Charlotte. Can I pray for you real quick before we wrap up? Please. Thank you. Father God, I, I place my hands on Jonathan and his ministry and the team, the people that he's partnering with. They're on the ground in front of abortion clinics on the Mm -hmm. sidewalks every day. The people that are involved in these churches, Lord, I pray for protection I know there's spiritual warfare every day around their lives, and so I pray against that. Protect them, mm. Lord, so they can minister to people day in day out, save lives, um, let them see that number increase of the number of of lives saved um, every day because of Sidewalk Ministry, the forty journey, the forty week journey of hope. God, um, Lord, we know that you're fighting in this issue too, and we see every day. Um, the, the the change that happens. I love hearing stories about the mom um, that heard that worship song, changed her mind, and chose life. And I, I pray for more and more of those stories. I pray for people mm-hmm. listening right now that can reach out and can get out of their comfort zone. Father, that can do something right now for someone they know. Uh, maybe they don't even know that's dealing with this this issue. Father, we love you, and we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Jonathan, thank you so much. We appreciate it, man. We're praying for you. And again, you can find him at lovelife.org.
0: Thank you, Braxton. Thank you for having me on today. God bless you, man.
1: Absolutely. Hey, special thanks to our sponsor, Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, just south of Charlotte. You can find more about Turner Business Appraisers at turnerbusiness.com.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.